All right, what's up, Bucks fans? It's Mark and Mike back again with another edition of Real Bucks Talk live stream. And we're, it's always a special day when we get to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hope all of y'all are safe and without sickness. We all know what we're dealing with, but that's why we're all inside our houses and get the pleasure of talking about Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, plus, how are you and what's been going on? Uh, I'm doing well, uh, you know, just like you, you know, social distancing and, you know, I'm uh, working at home and it's uh, it's going well. I'm excited for, you know, Bucks football coming up uh, hopefully soon. And we have the schedule coming out later this week, which is, is exciting. That is true. That's something we're going to talk about. But I mean, so not only the schedule, they also came out with 13 undrafted free agents that they just signed. Uh, but before we get into that, let's go with Bucks in the news. There's not much news to be heard besides, let's look at Tom Brady working out. You, <laughs> so I want to comment on little Tom Brady over here. So just checking him out. I guess this is the backyard of Derek Jeter's house complex. Just check, just watch, watch how he goes over these little cones here. Ready. Go. That one leg just doesn't make Ready. it. Ready. <laughs> Hey, ready. What's sad is this is the news we got to talk about right now. <laughs> is watching Tom Brady do stuff like that. But I mean, hey, it just shows he's hustling. He's, he's trying hard to keep up the, I guess the, conditioning of a quarterback. Still mm-hmm. wearing that brace because his old ACL injury. But what do you take from it? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just Tom. Tom doing his his thing. Uh, you know, doing his normal you know, daily, uh, you know, workouts and stuff like that to stay sharp, which is really good. Tom being Tom. Yep. Traditional. But uh, also, I don't know if anyone watches the, I guess the, how would you say this? The little Zoom conferences that they're having on Tibet Buccaneers' YouTube channel. It's actually kind of cool and that they're grouping together, like they group the rookies together. I think they had a interview with Chris Godwin not too long ago, but it's just cool little one-on-ones and just the zoom and everything that's going on is pretty damn cool but they did one with the specialists which is pretty much a punter kicker and long snapper and they asked matt gay about how he would or just in general all three of them how they handle pressure situations and like how how what goes through their mind and i liked matt gay's answer on this let's check matt gay out and looking back at some of the kicks i had I think I got it. Confidence is a good thing, but I think I was so confident or focused on like I knew it was going in, I knew it was going in, I knew it was going in, and I was prepared for that moment it was going to go in that I didn't take care of my process. And I think in those big moments, you got to stay focused in and locked in on your process. What do you do every single kick that you would do for a PAT in the first quarter? Is take your three steps, take your steps, line it up, deep breath, the few words you say to yourself, and focus on the process because then the result will follow. And I think going back and looking back at last year I got so focused on the result in a, in a confidence way in a, in a it's gonna go in it's gonna go that it distracted me from focusing on my process that's so I, I mean it's, it's basic stuff but it's like the mental game that's going on with a kicker and a punter and just and Bradley Pinion was making an opinion or a point an opinion <laughs> about how they get maybe two three four kicks a game if they miss one, they already look bad. 
right? Yeah. If, it's, if you only have two kicks, you're 50%, you're looking like trash already. But I like mm-hmm. how he just pretty much made it basic. Like, stop thinking, oh, it's going to go in. Just go through the process. I mean, make it as easy, black and white as it can be. And then the, the end result will be what you've been practicing over and over. I just thought that was really cool. No, yeah, it's good insight. Again, kicking is, is all routine. You have to be um, in rhythm and you have to understand that it is a process. Uh, you know, you have to do the same thing over and over again. And that's what leads to consistency for kickers and punters. So, yeah, it's it's good insight to know that at least he understands what he did wrong. And, you know, he's he's on his way to fixing it. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, before he even answered, he goes, I want to take this first because I didn't handle the pressure at all which i thought was kind of cool and how he kind of jumped on himself about it and like that whole group like even uh please go watch it guys because i mean this is, it's cool to get the inside of the buccaneers that you root for every sunday right and right. we all love every damn day of the week but bradley pinion is like the the jokester the guy that gets them kind of out of the stressful state of mind mm-hmm. matt gaze yeah the leg but still he it's just the process of thinking over and over and over what I got to make this kick. Bradley right. Pinion can calm you down. And then the long snapper, I forget his name. What is his name? It starts with a T. Last name. Uh, I think it's Zach Triner. Triner, or, yeah. Yeah. He's very intellectual. He's reading sniper books and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of cool, but it's a good watch. I mean, you wouldn't think it'd be, but it is. But mm. I don't know. Other than the special teams, that's about all we got for really big bucks in the news. Mm-hmm. But let's move on to a Twitter question I put out there. And it's with the Bucks' current roster after the draft, where do you all see a hole on the offense or defense? This may be the deepest this team has been in a while. So, again, we've addressed this before, but where do you think is our holes before I address all the fans over here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, personally, I, I feel, you know, the front seven could use some more, you know, edge rushers. I guess that'd be outside linebacker. Um, you know, you look at the defensive line, I think defensive tackle, you know, could utilize some more depth uh, in that position. Because, you know, if Vita Vea goes down, I mean, you, you're just, you're not sure what you have behind him. Um, obviously, that's a big piece of the puzzle for your defense. So, uh, you know, Defensive line, you know, offensive line, I think, could use maybe a little bit more tackle depth. But um, I, I know they just signed Josh Wells back. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Plus, you blowing up over there. Yeah. Did that go off? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I agree with the defensive tackle position. Mm-hmm. I mean, you made the biggest point. We made this last year, too. I mean, if Vita Vea goes down, he's the only just – I don't know if you'd say earth-shattering, but just just biggest plug where you can't replace. You just you just can't. Mm-hmm. I mean that's and that's where our defense is centered around the center middle of the defense. We clog holes and let the jobs of the middle linebackers behind them be easier because those defensive tackles are so big and demand attention. And I just don't think you can slide over Sue to Vita Vea's position, and it's just a plug and play. It's just to me, it's not. That's why we really wanted. Kinlaw on the draft, but we move forward. Um, to me, I would say defensively, outside linebacker depth. I mean, behind JPP and Shaq, who JPP is getting older. I mean, we don't really have much behind them unless they're hoping Cousin Daniels and 
that's about it mm-hmm. back there. I mean, they don't really know much behind them. I mean, Anthony Nelson's right. more of a, a run stuffer, and he can give you a little bit of edge rush, but I, I'm i not so set on that. So I, I think defensively, that's my holes. Offensively, it's just offensive line depth. Because, yeah, if Donovan Smith goes down, I know how much people hate him, but mm-hmm. if he goes down, who the hell f- fills in at left tackle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. And then, yeah, we have guys that can play multiple positions, but they're usually on the interior or right tackle. Left tackle is kind of a hard one to replace. And we only mm. saw one game where Dominic Smith wasn't there, and it didn't look pretty. So right. I, I'm one that always gives him some benefit of the doubt. I think he does more good than bad. And I had a conversation with someone on Twitter about it. But, hey, I mean, just go and watch the tape. He does, do, he does win a lot more than he loses. And if the guy back there makes a quicker decision, okay, it's, maybe he doesn't get caught trying to block mm-hmm. someone for 10 seconds. Well, okay, so let's actually look at the, the group chat. So Matt Cerruti says maybe depth at defensive end. Yeah, we, we kind of touched on that. He said, or edge rusher. I, I agree. Like, we just touched on that too. But uh, let's look at what the fans had to say about that position. So someone mm-hmm. said tight end. I'm assuming that's a big-ass joke. <laughs> uh, starters are set. I agreed with that. I wouldn't be against a veteran safety. I wouldn't say it's really urgent. I just feel like it could help them out. Maybe some linebacker depth. Is Beckwith ever going to play? I haven't heard anything about him. Touch on that. I mean, if people don't know about Beckwith. Yeah, Beck, I mean, Beckwith is, is not going to be coming back. I mean, um, you know, he had the, uh, the foot injury, and it just doesn't seem like he's going to be returning. You know, you look at – the overall linebacker position, I think, is fine. You have Devin White, you have, you know, Levante David. You have your outside backers, you know, that are your mainly your pass rushers. Um, you know, they brought back Kevin Minter, who I think is a good, you know, backup there. You have Jack Sitchie, possibly, um, if he can stay healthy. So, yeah, I mean, I understand, yeah, the loss of Beckwith. I mean, that hurts, but, you know, we, we have to move on from that. Yeah. And like you said, Sitchie, again, I made the point on Twitter – if healthy can produce, but you can't right. hope on health. You got to be able to produce when given when your name yeah. is calling upon, right? Yeah, and they and they just drafted. You know, the Chappelle is a Ch- Chapel Russell or Chapel Chappelle Russell. Russell? Yeah, Chapel. either way, it's a badass name. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you hope he makes it as a special teams player. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, because he has two ACL injuries on the same knee, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. I mean, even though I still always think that. Jason Light knows linebackers. I mean, that's a position I'm not going to doubt him on. So if he sees mm-hmm. potential in this guy, I got to say there's water to that, I guess. I mean, he just, to me, seems like he knows that position well. Um, tall Florida guy says, need depth at the offensive guard position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of touched on that. Yeah, I mean, I I do and I don't. I mean, I want to see what Zach Bailey can do, if he can prove on what he did last year um i want to see if also i mean joe hay can move multiple positions i mean there's there's a lot more multiple positions that we can actually cover on the offensive line than we can on the defensive mm-hmm. line i would assume well let's go more over to let's see more questions on the twitter page safety i i'm not my biggest take on safety is we have a loaded room in there. They're all young. I mean, let them groom together. Like 
everyone wants a veteran, but why get a veteran when you have Jordan Whitehead who's coming into his own? You have Mike Edwards who you just drafted last year. You have Winfield who you just drafted this year. You have Justin Evans, if healthy, is your veteran who could be the heady guy in the group. You're, you have four guys that can actually play the position. So why bother getting another safety? But that's just my two cents. Uh, another one I see a hole at the outside linebacker position. JPP or Shaq went down. I agreed with that big time. Big time, actually. Um, defensive line, guards, maybe linebacker, exterior. Here's the big question I wanted to get to. Would you take Clay Matthews? Clay Matthews? Uh I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but, I mean, it just depends on price. And, obviously, the Bucks don't have a lot of money right now. Uh, but, I mean, he could be he could be something decent. It just depends on contracts. I, I just – I don't know, because my biggest thing, I touched on it earlier, is we build through the inside out. Why put money into the outside edge rusher when – Really, you're building through middle linebackers blitzing. You're building through defensive tackles, clogging holes, opening up holes for your linebackers. The jobs are easier for those edge rushers, so you don't really need to spend top dollar for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would it be an awesome name to get? Hell yeah. But I don't think we're into names. I mean, I think we're just in for the big uglies down in the middle of the line just to clog those gaps and make everything behind them easier. That's the premise of our defense. And I think, I feel like people just want the splash signing or splash turnover when really this just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, you look at the defensive line. I mean, obviously they're counting on, you know, pretty much four guys, which is, you know, Dominican Sue, you have Vita Vea, you got JPP and Shaq Barrett. I mean, those guys right there, that's going to be your, your main guys and, and you need them to stay healthy, obviously. But you know, looking at it, um, yeah, I agree with you. You know, I I, I want to see more of I want to see more of Will Golston. I want to see more of, um, you know, some of the reserve guys like Patrick O'Connor. Uh, obviously, they just drafted this Khalil Davis guy, so you know maybe he can be you know something. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I like the group they have in place. Um, obviously, you want to see more of Anthony Nelson as well. So. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes um, from that standpoint. Again, Jason Light's always adding, you know, somebody, you know, towards the – before the end of the season or before the season starts, I mean, um, like into preseason, he's always adding guys. So um, I'm sure they'll find someone um, in that type of way instead of, you know, spending big money on free agents. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. mean, and then – so <laughs> Douglas O'Connor says they need depth as far as Bucks podcast. Fans don't have. <laughs> they don't have enough to pick from. True. Hey, I mean, just keep pushing out good content and they'll stay with the one or two that they want to listen to. Why, why not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know how the hell to pronounce this. X Clue Garvey says, are you guys impressed with the videos that's been posted on Twitter showing Rojo running routes and catching the rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rojo, I mean, is looking great. I think he's going to be RB1. I think he's... Um, you know, he's on his way to being a really good player. I think the steps that he's taking, he's just going to take another drastic step this year. You hope he can be that three down back that you want, be better in pass protection, be a guy that can, you know, be reliable in the pass game. I think that'll be really good. 
imagine how dangerous he would be if he could do that. And some of these routes he's running are like sharp cut routes in the middle of the field where you know Tom Brady would hit him immediately. Right. And even he's running down the field stuff. So, I mean, shit, I hope so. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think players are, you know, obviously watching what, you know, Tom Brady likes, you know, as far as the current roster. And, you know, Rojo is definitely looking into that and he's working on those things that you know, fits, you know, Tom Brady's style. So I really like what I see from him. You know, he's added on a lot of good muscle, a lot of good weight. Um, and it looks like he's, yeah, it looks like he's still as fast as he was um, last year. So, yeah, I'm excited for him. I think he can be. Um, even better. I mean, he had a thousand yards, you know, from scrimmage last year, um, receiving and running. So, and that's with a light workload. So if he gets more per, you know, more, uh, mileage, I think he can do even more. Yeah. He's, he looks bigger than Jamal Williams. I don't know if I touched on that in a earlier I think podcast, we, but I think we talked about it, but it might've been off fair. Yeah, probably. But I mean, Rojo, I, I've said it before. I think he's just, Wanting to get better every year, his his fire is lit in his ass. He's just ready to go. I mean, mm-hmm. Cutter didn't really open the gates for him, and now Bruce Arians is letting him do whatever the hell he wants, and he's doing it. I mean, why the hell not? I mean, you only have so many years to prove it in the NFL as a running back. You have what the shelf life's like? Shelf life's like three to four years. Right. So, exactly. Yep. Do it. I mean, he looks yoked. He looks ready to go. But mm-hmm. uh, some other things in the group chat. I'm a fan of Nelson, a NASA clone, and right. then exclude Garvey. Uh, I hope Anthony Nelson stays healthy. Yeah, yeah, very key. Yeah, Nelson is a, is a guy like, you know, he can push the pocket. He can do a lot of different things. Um, very smart player. I mean, when he was out there on the field, I mean, he made plays. So, um, yeah, I like him. Uh, again, he's not going to be very flashy, but he's going to get the job done. And that's what that's what the Bucks defense is all about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree that he's – Nassib clone maybe not as quick twitch as Nassib was but yeah otherwise he knows how to play within a system there's a handful of plays he made last year where literally he did stunts or he just occupied space got his hand on a ball I believe that Carolina game he knocked down a Cam Newton pass that first mm-hmm. game yeah I mean that was just scratching the surface he didn't get playing time same thing with Shaq Barrett last year like he blew up with playing time so mm-hmm. Give this guy a couple more reps, more gameplay experience, and see how good he can be. I loved him coming out of Iowa, but, I mean, I hope he can be something good. Let's put it that way. Uh, right. Moving forward, everyone's asking about, I guess, tough home schedule. Yeah, that's our next question. Mm-hmm. But uh, since, since Florida is halfway open, basically, is there any talk about players and staff reporting to one buck anytime soon? uh that's a good question i don't know if they're gonna start doing like i know they had like virtual workouts maybe in in play um but i'm not sure i mean i guess they could start i mean i guess it comes down to what the league design decides but but yeah i mean i want to see why not well i mean i guess it it depends on how many players they have there you know at one time i'm I'm assuming well i mean isn't aren't uh, basketball teams practicing by themselves in, in gyms and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I think that's starting up now. Yeah, for NBA. And they're saying like May eighth could be potentially. So I mean, you know, guys are. I mean, look at Rojo and Jamal Williams and guys like that. They're they're practicing together. 
It's not yeah. like they got to be overwatched big time. I mean, Jameis was practicing with a whole bunch of wide receivers himself. So, hey, mm-hmm. they're going to do whatever the hell they want. You, you know there's people out at night either way getting drunk just running around. So, right. you can't be blind yeah. to that. So, it's not like Brady has 100 people at his house, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he'd had, like, the whole damn team over, but. Right, hey. yeah. I'm sure that's that's probably being worked on right now as we speak. Yeah. Uh, and then let's go into the schedule. So let's actually look at the schedule because the question was, knowing the schedule is coming out Thursday, it gives me some light at the end of the tunnel. So let's mm-hmm. let's go give a quick peek at the schedule is looking at. So okay. they kind of said we have the eleventh toughest schedule. Yeah, coming out because we are going to be playing. I think we have the NFC North. We got. Let me see. Um, AFC West. I believe AFC East and AFC so AFC West plays against AFC East and AFC South so we could play AFC West yep and AFC North yeah so I mean if you look at it I mean just looking at the schedule I mean zoomed in on these guys right here mm-hmm. I can already see eight or nine we should win I'm gonna say should I mean these two Panthers games I mean they're gonna be I honestly don't think they're gonna be that great I mean, rookie head right head coach. He's going to have to learn through the system. Mm-hmm. So those two should be. One of the two of the Falcons you should win. I would hope one of the two of the Saints. Right. This chunk is going to be hard. Packers, Vikings, Chiefs. But Lions, Bears, Broncos. Come on, guys. You're going to have to mm-hmm. take that. And the Giants, you got to. Even though yeah, you got definitely. To. But, definitely winnable games. I mean, of those games you see, what mm-hmm. games would you want to go to that you, you just – or saying I got to go to that game. That's what I <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I would love. I mean, I think every Bucks fan would love to to go to the Raiders game in Las Vegas and and you know and see you know the new stadium that they have and that'd be something fun to attend. Um, you know, the Chiefs obviously would be a, a big time game at, at Raymond James. Uh, you know, obviously, I, you know, and the Packers as well. Packers would be a fun game to go to. Um, you look at. Uh, the Vikings, all those games. Like I love the NFC North as far as playing against those teams again because that was our old division. Yeah. Yeah. So Lions, Bears, yeah. Yeah. So any of those, I mean, those would be really fun to attend. But I mean, Raiders would probably be num- my number one just because it's Las Vegas and uh, and we lost you know. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'd be cool, and you got to think that game has to be like prime time just because of the connection. Yeah. But we will we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, to me, yes, an away game I would want to go to, Las Vegas Raiders, hell yeah. They got stripper poles right. in their damn stadium. Yeah. Why the hell not? Right. And then for me, home game, obviously I'd want to see two Hall of Famers play against each other, Saints and Bucks. Yeah, that'd be a great game. And then to me, just like Beef Tongue, he just joined the damn group chat. Hell yeah, Beef Tongue. Good seeing you here. Chiefs game, that's mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's potentially – that. I'm not going to jinx it. No, fuck it. I'm going to jinx it. It could potentially be your Super Bowl matchup right there. Chiefs first Bucks. It could be. And could be. as Buck fans, you want to hope for that. But, hell, let's strive for greatness. Why the hell not? Because the Chiefs are going to be outstanding. You hope we're going to be outstanding. But, hey, I said it. I said it out loud in public. So, <laughs> and then let's see. Beef Tongue, yeah, he said Chiefs game. Anytime, any primetime game. Can't wait to see Ray J rocking again. That's X Clue mm-hmm. Garvey said that. Matt Cerruti said Packers to watch Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then Jay Elmore, Vegas, absolutely, but feel like tickets will be way too much. Denver, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Carolina road games for me. All the home games, obviously. Damn, you can go to all those games, Jay? <laughs> He's probably a season ticket holder. Oh, I mean, like the away games? That's Jesus. Uh, My man's balling. Yeah. And then this is a good question. Tall Florida guy says, do you think we have any preseason games? Uh, say again? I'm sorry. Tall Florida guy says, do you think we have any preseason games? Oh, preseason games. Uh, you know, I think it's a possibility. Um, as of right now, I, I, you know, we just got to wait and see. But, you know, I hope. I mean, I hope they can just because some of the, you know, the guys fighting for the roster, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, that takes place as far as cuts and stuff. And, you know, the, the coaches and the GMs deciding, you know, who to keep and who not. So, you know, I hope there's at least a couple. But, uh, I mean, time will tell. They might just have to go right into the season and, and go that way. Yeah, this stupid damn virus. Like, yeah. I mean, it's affecting everything. I mean, everything's mm-hmm. been put on hold. It's crazy. But, yeah. I mean, that's why we're here to talk good, fun things, get away from the crazy vibe that everyone's feeling every time they walk outside their house. Right. But, um,. We have to, especially because of the virus, they might want to have a few tests run before the season. I mean, if the NBA actually starts playing, or if baseball starts playing prior, I would think it's mm-hmm. going to be an easy path for the Bucks or for the NFL in general. Right, yeah. But, I mean, let's just hope we can see some sports. The only sports we're going to see is what, ESPN just got a contract with Korean baseball to, to watch that live? Yeah, yeah. What time is that even going to come on? If it's in Korea, what, what time is uh, that going to be? Probably 4 a.m., I guess y'all yeah. gotta wake up early. I, I won't be waking up. <laughs> <laughs> and the JM Moore said Atlanta has turned into a traditional road trip, and Mom lives in Charlotte. Have two oh. reasons to make that trip. Jay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write you out of this chat and see if we can room with you in the couch. Yeah, there you go. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Beavtong said he wants to watch the Bucks beat the Saints every week for the rest of his life. That'd be awesome. I'm right there with you, buddy. But okay, let's keep moving on schedule. Let's keep waiting. It's going to be later in the week. But yeah. moving forward, another touch of news that I forgot to touch on was we claimed a kicker. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot. Fry. Yep, Elliot Fry. So not really anything proven. Pretty much just bounced around. Young kicker. I think it's just give, giving Matt Gay some competition. Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I, again, Matt Gay's our kicker. Um, yeah, I think Elliot's just here to push, you know, Matt to, you know, stay sharp and, you know, give him a rest when needed. You know, other than that, I think, you know, Matt's still going to be our kicker going forward. I think he's got too much potential. And, and, you know, we heard him earlier in the podcast, and I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I think he understands, you know, what he needs to do now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the top kickers next season. I mean, his feet are in the ground. He knows what the life of an NFL player is now. Right. I mean, like we just heard. Yeah, he's he's grounded. I hope mm-hmm. nothing but the best. One, because I'm a Buck fan. I don't want him to do good. But also, it just seems like he has a good head on his shoulders, and I want to win. And someone put mm-hmm. a tweet out saying, like, how many kicks is he going to make game winners? Hell, I hope he turns into Adam Vinatieri for us. Yeah, Why the hell not? Go. Well, so the other biggest news of, I guess, the day were all the undrafted free agents we signed. 
Mm-hmm. So let's jump into that. So looking at those guys, a bunch of names, Michael Divinity, Cam Gill, Javon Hagen, Travis Johnson. Of these guys, oh yeah, the biggest one, Reed Sinet. Mm-hmm. Of those guys, who do you like? Uh, out of that group, um, I like Javon uh, Hagen from Ohio, the safety, and I like Cam Gill um, out of Wagner College. I think those two guys have a chance to make some impact. Um, I do like Divinity, but again, it just depends on on his um, demeanor and attitude. He did have some issues at LSU, so I mean, if he's motivated, I think he can be a solid player. But uh, I really like Javon Hagen and Cam Gill. I think those guys have a chance. Um, as far as the quarterback, you know, uh, Reed uh, Signet. Signet. I said I mean, Signet. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's from San Diego. Again, uh, put up decent numbers. I mean, he put up really good stats. But uh, you just have to wait and see. You know, that's why I kind of hope there is a preseason so we can see these guys, you know, get some valuable playing time and, and see what they have. I mean, looking really quick at it, what is what he did. He's a Buccaneer, yay. But he put up one-year production. Right. 3,500 yards, 67 completion percentage. Yeah, 32 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I mean, I, I looked free, touched on him, mm-hmm. and the second pass I saw was an interception for a touchdown. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, the only video I kind of see of him are two games where he did terrible. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, where is all the good? But the thing is, it's small school. Again, he's a long shot to make the team. If he can learn under the best and we just keep on the practice squad, who knows? But the thing is, we also got Nick Fitzgerald, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Fitzgerald back there. You also have, I mean, Blaine Gabbert's going to be pretty much penciled in the backup. So, I right. mean, I just, if he does make it, it'll be practice squad. But it's always fun to see a quarterback. I mean, let's, let's just be honest, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what everyone watches the preseason almost for. I, I know that's what I watch it for. If we right. have any potential. But uh, let's look more. So, and here's the biggest name for me. Yeah, and I put Divinity out there on the the beginning of the actual title. Divinity was out there. Reed Sinit was out there. But my favorite of the guys we've signed, I think it's no question about that, is Parnell Motley. There's also mm-hmm. Beep Tongues as well. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think of Parnell Motley? I'll give you your... Two cents before, let's also add John Hurst, Nick Leverett, I would assume, mm-hmm. and Josh Pearson. Mm-hmm. What is your take yeah. on these guys? Yeah, Motley, I, I think, is probably the best the best guy they signed. I think he's he's got a legit chance to make this roster. Um, I think he's got a really good really good opportunity in front of him to you know become that fourth or fifth corner um, on the depth chart because I think he can beat out guys like you know Ryan Smith or maybe even a MJ Stewart. Uh, he's got really good, uh, really good footwork, and he knows how to play uh, press as far as in man coverage. And he's very physical. Uh, so, I mean, we watched the tape. You know, you've seen the tape against um, Baylor. I mean, he pretty much shut down Denzel Mims. Um, you look at the tape against LSU. I mean, he took out Jamar Chase. So, he's he's a talented dude, and it's really surprising that he went undrafted. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for him. Yeah. So. It brought me up to this. So this was the scouting report on Motley. Six foot, 180. Yes, he's smaller in frame, but he's got the height. You go down, priority free agent. Okay, well, I looked at his weaknesses first and then watched his game tape back 
pedal is tall and rigid. I don't know. Everyone's weakness is hips are tight. If you're going to say someone's weak, that's, what, that's like their go-to. Hips are tight. I don't think people understand what the hell a tight hip is, a true type tight hip is. But mm-hmm. I'll go on. That's my therapy, physical therapy portion of me talking. Uh, below average recovery quickness. Doubt that. Limited bursts and deep speed. I can see that a little bit. Struggles to match up against size. His best asset is one-on-one. So I don't think he has that issue at all. Mm. Issues dropping easy interceptions. At least he's getting his hand on it. Unable to get off blocks. Beg to defer. And may not have enough toughness for run support. Mm. Then I bring up his college stats. So he has production up the ass. Let's be honest. He's played... Pretty much full-time since his sophomore year. 49 tackles, 42 tackles, 31 tackles. But, okay, four and a half for loss. For a cornerback, it's pretty damn good. He's always getting tackles for loss. Combined tackles is awesome. This year with the five forced turnovers. He had a new defensive coordinator that pressed him to actually turn the ball over. And he has a motor. He goes after the ball. Two, three, and one because he's a press man corner. Usually you're not reading... Mm-hmm. zones to jump in the ball right so I really like him as a prospect as a, uh, a hint we're going to be doing a video on him later <laughs> in the process but I really like him as a prospect and I hope he really does make the team because I honestly think he could be something special but yeah. I mean that's me bragging and drooling over Motley mm-hmm. I mean to me again my thing was Cornerback, the fourth cornerback, to me was an area of of weakness. And if he can sit, jump in there, awesome. Because mm-hmm. behind Dean, Carlton Davis, and right. SMB, you don't know who's back there. Ryan Smith is more of a special teams ace. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, one of our safeties could probably plug and play there, but you never know. Yeah, right. But uh, before I keep freaking dragging this on, let me... Talk X Clue Garvey had a really good question actually. He said Travis could be good depth at the wide receiver position. We really don't know what we have behind Mike and Chris because he was talking about mm-hmm. all these wide receivers that were on the on the list as well. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the wide receiver position behind Mike Evans and Chris Coffin? I mean, I mean, I, I feel better, you know. Obviously, with you know drafting Tyler Johnson, I think that's going to be a big plus. Um, you know, you look at the other guy, Scotty Miller, I think still has some upside. Again, he's got to stay healthy. Um, hopefully he's adding some good weight to him and, you know, he can be more durable this season. Uh, you look at Justin Watson. Again, I think Justin is a guy that can be dependable, but he's not hes not a guy that you want as your primary, you know, number one or number two guy. I think he could be a solid, you know, option as far as a, you know, secondary option. But, you know, and I also like, you know, I like the guy that they brought back, um, Brian Mitchell, mm. you know, from last last preseason. I thought he did some good things. Um, obviously, he had the, the Achilles injury, I think it was. So, you know, hopefully he comes back strong. And, you know, I, I like some of the guys that they brought in. So it should be a good group. But obviously, the Tyler Johnson addition, I think, really makes it solid. Did you mention Schnell? Yeah, they also have Spencer Schnell. Yeah. So, I mean, he's another guy, um, you know, that could be effective. I mean, right, let's just switch it over here. So, based off all the undrafted free agents we got, Spencer Schnell, Brian Mitchell you touched on. I don't know mm-hmm. why the hell they have McElroy as a wide receiver. 
I mean, there's a lot of... They're out of, they're out of tight ends. Right? Out of tight ends. They're like, you have 75 tight ends. We can't add any more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, I really think Scott Scotty Miller is going to thrive in this system. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not Wes Welker. He's not Julian Edelman. But I just, I just feel like he's going to do something special. I, I don't know if he's going to change totally what he does. Justin Watson's going to probably fall out of love. Yeah. But, I mean, he said he doesn't know what we have behind those two guys. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot behind those two guys. I mean, it's more of a battle for who the hell can take over for that third position, which I honestly, at the end of the day, again, another kind of giveaway. We're going to be doing a video on Tyler Johnson. We're going to be doing a video on all of the prospects that we drafted. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Johnson literally played all of last year in the slot. Yeah. And he's not a deep speed guy. He just has shiftiness to him. He can make you make a one move and get to an open spot. That's mm-hmm. all you need in the slot. I mean, Julian Edelman doesn't have that. He doesn't have the low getting low ability and quick change of direction that he does, but right. I think he'll do well in that slot position. I don't think he's going to ever be a number two or number number one, but mm-hmm. we drafted him to be a slot, I would think. Yeah, and Scotty Miller is going to be – he's going to be playing on the outside more because that's where he wins. He wins with outside speed. So uh, you're going to see Scotty, you know, be in a rotation as far as coming in to play on the outside. Uh, and then you'll see Tyler and, um, you know, Chris Godwin, Justin Watson. Those guys will probably rotate more in the slot position. Uh, and obviously Mike, he'll, Mike will do Mike things. I mean, just mm. dominate like usual. So, um, yeah. And obviously with the tight ends that we have, I mean, you're going to see those tight ends um, used all over as far as uh, being, you know, potential mismatches. It's just scary. And yeah. the thing is, like, we have three pretty much number one tight ends on this roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the guys behind them who are still good – are going to probably leave and eventually get taken by another team mm-hmm. and just go off, I would think. I mean, I think Tanner Hudson, McElroy, I mean, we'd probably keep, but Tanner Hudson's probably gone, if not Cam Breit. Right. You still have Anthony Alclair, so. So, I mean, it's how many can you keep? That's the scary part. Yeah. Uh, but also, J.L. Moore said Chicago has a 90-man roster of tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have Jimmy very... Graham, and then they drafted a tight end with their first or their second-round pick, right? Right, yeah. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, and then Exclu Garvey said, the Rona really came at an awful time. This is the biggest mm-hmm. offseason we've had in a long time. And the yeah. guys can't all practice together. Tom is going to need reps with his new offense. I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah we, we touched on this a little bit, um, I think, maybe the last podcast. But, yeah, I think you're going to see where – you know, the offense might start a little bit slower, but I think your defense is going to be ready to pick up where they left off and, um, you know, really help the team out early on in the season. And the offense will be able to do just enough uh, to win games. So, and then, you know, as the season progresses, I think that offense will start clicking and you could see something very special. Yeah, so this actually brings his next question, which I want to answer first real quick. He says, I don't know if we will be as effective as we look on paper due to chemistry at first. So right. last year we said the defense is going to come on later. The offense has already been set. It's pretty much the same type of offense that Cutter ran, deep developing mm-hmm. routes. 
So they should be able to carry the offense or carry the defense. Technically, they should have, and they did at certain points. Mm-hmm. It would just sputter. The offense was so inconsistent, obviously right. due to turnovers. But the defense did consistently get better throughout the year. At the end of the year, they were almost a top 10 defense. So mm-hmm. this is the flip this year. Yes, Tom Brady's the only one that's going to have to learn the offense. The rest of the offensive players know it, besides yep. Tyler Johnson and mm-hmm. Keyshawn Vaughn. Everyone else knows what the hell they have to do and where they got to be. It's just Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's the best decision maker you got in the NFL. So I'd rather one guy have to learn than their other 10 on offense, yeah. right? Yeah. So that yep. was the biggest point we kind of made. So look for the defense to start where they were last year. The continuity. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all they're all back. Yeah. Think about that. We haven't had that in a while. A good defense? Shit. <laughs> so I would imagine our defense carrying our offense. Can you imagine that? Considering what the hell we have on offense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's you know, that's that was kind of the blueprint when we won the Super Bowl. You know, our defense was so good to start off and you know, they pretty much won games for us, you know, midway through the season and then our offense started clicking. You saw Brad Johnson get comfortable with, you know, the offense and everything just fell into place. So, you know, you could see the same thing, you know, with uh, this team coming up this year. Uh, and hopefully that defense can be even better than it was at the end of last season. God, I hope. I mean, all of them are grooming together. I, I would mm-hmm. think so. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing to that... think how good they can be, though. Right. And, and the thing you got to look out for is, you know, obviously, and we talked about this before, you know, all 31 teams are, you know, studying game tape. They're studying game tape of last year. So they're finding weaknesses that may have not been seen, you know, during games of last season. So, you know, you got to hope your current roster continues to get better, continues to improve and, you know, o- overcome what mistakes they made last season, but didn't get, you know, burned by it. So, you know, those are things that have to take take place in the offseason. Hopefully that's what's going on right now. And then also to touch on Tom Brady getting reps, it helps that he has at least four total mismatches in Evans, Godwin, Gronkowski, and Howard. Just blatant mismatches. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even talk about how our running game could improve with Wirfs on the outside and then, dare I say, a Gronkowski or O.J. Howard next to him. Hell, what if there's a jumbo set, Wirfs, Gronkowski, and OJ on that side? Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah. Just run to the hell to the right. But imagine a play action with that. Because mm-hmm. we just keep running to the right because they're really good at run blocking. And then all of a sudden you do a play action. Oh, shit. Gronkowski <laughs> and OJ are running behind me. Yep. I mean, it's the stuff they can do with the roster they have will show more and more as the offseason mm-hmm. goes on. Thank God we got. YouTube working and we can do game film breakdowns, but right. hope you all enjoy. If you do, please keep <laughs> subscribing and liking. Yes, but please. We should have said it earlier, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a whole lot of bandwagon this year, but enjoy it. Love it and keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Cerruti said, over under prediction of primetime games. Uh, I'm going to go with four. Uh, I think someone already said that, but I'm going to go with four. <laughs> I mean, you can't can't give them that many damn games. I would assume. I, I mean, from a shit show to 
greatness. I mean, we can't give them that much more than four. Yeah. If the over or under is four, do you go over or under four? Oh, I was just going to go push and go right at four. But uh, yeah, I think four is probably their max. I think they get at least three. Because I think that. they'll get, yeah, I think they'll get at least a Monday night. I think they'll get a Sunday night game. And, th- oh, no, and probably, probably a Thursday night game as well. And then also there's going to be no traveling. There's, it's going to be all in the United States. Thank, right. Thank God. That is good. And that's how it should be. Right. Yep. Sorry, right. international fans. <laughs> I mean, but it's with everything that's going on, they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, exclude Garvey's exclude got some good questions. He says, does Justin Watson make the roster? He looked, yeah. he looked lost when Mike and Chris went down. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough fight for him. I mean, I don't really see him getting past the number four spot. Uh, I I have him right now, probably at number five, as far as the depth chart. I think Scotty Miller will probably be ahead of him. Uh, I think, you know, obviously Tyler Johnson just because of his his style of play. I think he's gonna be ahead of him. But uh, I I don't know. We'll see. I think he got more. I think he got valuable playing time last season. So maybe he does take a step forward. Uh, maybe he learns from it. You know what? I, I mean, he, go ahead, go ahead, finish. Yeah, I was just, I mean, yeah, maybe he learns from it. And again, he's still a dependable guy. He makes he makes good catches. And um, I know he had some drops last season at the end of the year, but for the most part, he's pretty reliable as far as hands. To be honest, I mean, I, I kind of agree with your first point that he's mm-hmm. probably number five in the position. Right. So you have Mike, Chris. Tyler Johnson just drafted in the fourth round. I would say he's probably around three or four. Scotty Miller is probably three or four. Mm-hmm. So he may possibly be the odd man out. And then when you're looking at that far in the depth chart, you want either a special teams player or you have a knack or like a, a niche that you're really good mm-hmm. at. A knack. I don't know what I was But I mean. <laughs> Rhymes with snack. Yeah. <laughs> I need a snack. <laughs> yeah. But I mean. With that said, I mean, he wasn't a good gunner. I mean, you saw the difference between when he was out there and Ryan Smith was out there. Right, it's different. Night and day. So if he can't be a gunner, he's not going to get playing time as a number one or number two or even a slot. I think that he's the odd man out. Unless mm-hmm. he shows some tremendous improvement, which I thought this year would, or last year would have been that. Yeah. I don't. I think he's the odd, big time odd man out. I think mm-hmm. one of these other undrafted guys or Schnell or... Uh, who's the other guy that got hurt last year? Brian Mitchell. Uh, Brian, Brian, Mitchell. Brian Mitchell. Yep. One of those guys could step in. Mm-hmm. They got more fire up their ass and maybe better special team player. And that's what you need to look at that far in the depth chart. Yeah. Um, let's keep going down the line. I hope Shaq and JPP get after the quarterback. Our schedule has a lot of great quarterbacks. I'm not sold on the secondary just yet. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Touch on that real quick. <laughs> and then Beef Tongue said snack, sack, Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Um, yeah, as far as the secondary, uh, again, you know, I think they have, I think they have a lot of good things in place. You know, I I, I like Carlton Davis. I like you know um, Jamel Dean. Uh, Jamel Dean, I think, has the highest upside out of all of them. I think he could be our best corner um, going forward, just because he's like a Madden create player um, out there. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, I think there's a lot of good things. I think the safety group, again, obviously the addition of Dan- Antoine Winfield, I think is going to be big time. 
I think that's going to help out very much. Um, Mike Edwards and Jordan Whitehead, I think, continue to develop. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, I think, is most underrated guy on our team, and uh, he's he's a really good player. And now he's allowed to play more in the box, where I think he can succeed even more. And now you have Winfield back there that can play the deep middle. I think it's going to be very good. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Our safety room is stacked. And then it, this plays into my answer because tall Florida guy says, do you think MJ Stewart makes the team? He says, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I agree. I think MJ's just, he's in a tough spot. I mean, he just can't really play outside and, and inside he, he kind of struggles and uh, just really not a good um, spot for him right now as far as position goes. And then I also touched on it earlier, our safety group so deep. I mean, we could potentially have four number one caliber safeties. I mean, yes. if Justin Evans comes back. That's the X factor. Holy yeah. hell. I mean, I know they went and probably drafted Winfield because we don't know. It's a question mark. You never want a question mark on your team. Right. Especially a starter position. Mm-hmm. So. And you can never have enough good players. No. I mean, when you can add Winfield, you got to do it. So. And then, yeah, exclude Garvey said, you know, MJ will get cut, especially if Justin Evans stays healthy. Yeah. I mean, he just, you got so many. Again, that's what we kind of touched on in the beginning of the live stream. The depth on this team is extremely deep. I mean, it's mm-hmm. way deeper than we've ever seen for a while. And again, that's based off of drafting, it's based off of just signing the right guys. Bring, I mean, who the hell thought we were going to get Tom Brady and Gronkowski this year? <laughs> I mean, what a what a not have thought that. So to go along with Mike Evans and Godwin, it, it's still surreal to be honest at times. Like I can't wait till we actually see it on the mm-hmm. field. But overall, there's just so much to like about this team. Yeah, I'm I'm already overhyping it, and I'm going to keep doing it. Last year I said I wasn't going to do it. This year I can warrant it. And if, yeah, Justin Evans comes back, you got two center fielders in Evans and Winfield. You got Whitehead who likes to play in the box. You got Edwards who can do both. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And then to, yeah. not not even to mention Dakota Dixon. Right. Who obviously Arians just raved about or raved about. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, MJ was probably the odd man out, especially since I really like Motley. I mean, Mozzie Wilkins, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of guys coming up from the bottom that want to push the guys from the top. And if the guy at the top isn't performing, I mean, obviously you get rid of him. Plus the contract he has. So yep. you get more for, for less. Hell yeah. Business decision. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah JL Moore yeah. said special teams. MJ not going to be on the outside. And of all our safeties can play the slot. Yeah. Yep. Agree, agree. Anything else mm-hmm. you want to touch on that? No, no. Hey, well well said by uh, everyone in the chat. Yeah. Uh, so Denver Johnson, he says, if you guys could choose one concept or position to be our potential Achilles heel, what would it be? Good question. That's a good question. Um, Achilles heel. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I would... On the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say... Man, I would still suspect the offensive line just because of, you know, that right side is still relatively young. Um, 
you know, you still have Alex Kappa who's still learning and, and trying to improve and get better. And then maybe potentially having a rookie as a right tackle um, to start off. So, yeah, I would still say offensive line could be the Achilles heel because really that's the only position that can hold back um, this offense really is the O-line. You know, if they can't, they can't protect Brady, you know, obviously we're going to be in trouble. If they can't run block, you know, that's going to hurt us as well. So I'd still say O-line is maybe the Achilles. I could agree with that. I mean, it's it's been that way for years now. Right. It's just there was either whole right guard, now the right tackle, and then you don't know. Achilles mm-hmm. Hill, secondary. I, I'll argue that. And then Matt Cerruti said reps for the punter. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, to me, I will touch and maybe I'll go further for what you're saying. Yeah, maybe the offensive line, but maybe just a quick outlet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still – Yes, we see these great clips of Rojo catching the ball. Right. We don't see it on the field just yet. I mean, we don't know what Keyshawn Vaughn can do. Yes, yeah, so we showed some clips. If you didn't see it, go check on our videos of what, what he can do. But you don't have the for sure hands type of guy, easy outlet that Brady has been known for hitting every damn time. Mm. Countless times, just picking up yards, picking up yards, take the dump. We don't really have that definitive answer yet. That could be it, considering our deep routes down the field. And then, yeah, we have just bigger targets. So that could be the Achilles heel. And then also on defense, if Vita Vea goes down, plain and simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he goes down, we have a mass. That's, that's literally our Achilles heel. If Vita Vea is out, our defense is a whole, whole other damn type of defense. Right. So that's the true Achilles heel. Vita Vea, if that little Achilles <laughs> Yeah, that's the Achilles heel. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he said secondary. I, I think secondary t- with Vita Vea is really damn good. Without Vita Vea, they're going to have to cover a lot longer. Right. But, uh, yeah, top order guy said, yeah, because they're still very young. Yeah, but yeah. age is one thing. Throwing to the fire like they were last year and learning, that's a whole other thing. I mean, they, they learned against some really good wide receivers last year. Uh, the kicker has been a problem since Matt Bryant, Martin, Martin Gramatica. Do you think Matt Gay could lose his job? Last question. <laughs> no. Uh, again, we we stayed, we talked about it earlier. I think Matt Gay's your kicker for a very long time. Uh, I have confidence that he's going to be really good for, for a while, and um, I think he should get better. Again, a guy that can make 60 yarders pretty much with ease, and I think he's going to be more consistent within the 40-yard range and his extra points. Not worried about Matt Gay. Yeah, and then I fully agree with that. And ex-Clue Garvey just touched on it. He said, so Sue is up there in age, too. Imagine if Vita and Sue both go down. Uh, that would be worst-case scenario. Yeah, that that <laughs> easily would be a worst-case scenario. That's, that's doomsday right there. I mean, don't even – don't touch on that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, if, if one of them goes down, I think you could be okay, you know, with one of them – pretty much doing it all but it'd be it'd be a different defense for sure absolutely mm-hmm. ask clue garby said sorry for all the comments hell no that's that's what drives the show it's it's just no, making our minds coming. think hell yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's what's awesome and then matt Suri said schedule release live stream possible yeah possible maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a chance all right if we get a couple likes in here come on guys you're, you're chatting let's get some yeah. likes down there help yeah. us out 
If you like the content, like the show. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I hope once we understand when the hell the the schedule is going to come out, yeah, we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about it and we'll post it out there. We just got to make the time. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, great show, guys. Thanks for all the questions. Exclude Garvey, do not feel sorry at all. Hell yeah, bring it. That's what makes this stuff fun, especially in a time where we can't go outside, okay, right. <laughs> without wearing a mask or anything. So bring all the questions you got, and hell, hopefully one day we can actually meet in a bar and have a drink or something over this. But other than that, guys, I hope you enjoyed the, the live stream. Plus, any other last words? No, again, thank you guys for uh, checking us out. Uh, we appreciate the comments and you know the support. So keep that coming. And uh, again, we're just going to keep rolling out good content. And uh, thank you guys so much, um, you know, for joining us. Awesome. Thank you guys. Have a good night.